Well, oh. what's up, guys? I'm Keon Brown. This is Master of Self, MOS, Master of Self. Man, we want to be the best we can be. We're all on a journey. Uh, nobody's perfect. And it's great to go on a journey with people. And that's why I like doing this. And I like just having my friends on. And we just get to just chill and have conversations that are meaningful about what we're doing in our lives to better ourselves and areas that we're seeking mastery. And last time we talked about generosity and <laughs> how being generous is different for everybody. That's why it's so crazy at restaurants because people have their own philosophies on what generous generosity looks like. Uh, or just don't know what generosity, how it comes in, you know? I should introduce my guest is my boy, DJ Mailgirl. What's up, DJ? What's going on? How are we doing? You out here? I'm out here. I don't have like a mic stud. Can I get a, hey, how are you? <laughs> hey, how are you? I need to come up with something. Yeah, yeah, we got to make some sort of introduction, introductory something slogan or something. I don't know. Well, this is episode two. So I'm excited about our team. We got news people on the team. Thank you all for being here. Thank you for doing this and spending your time with us and creating this. We're in my spot and this transformed the whole thing. You've been here without all this. Yeah, it looks a little <clears throat> different now, you know. Lights and cameras and action and all of that. Uh, so DJ, you're a soldier, former soldier, army. Veteran, yes, correct. Um, Joined the army at the beginning of 2013. Got at the end. Got out at the end of 2016. Um, did inactive reserves up until 2021. Um, yeah, I mean, joined when I was 18. Needed a, a little direction in life. Um, football scholarships and stuff didn't really work out. So, uh, honestly, I was pretty stoned on campus. Army recruiter came up to me and. <laughs> Um, you know, presented an opportunity for me to, you know, see the world, what every, everything that the military promises, you know, travel, do something with purpose, fight for your country, do something mean, meaningful with your life. Uh, and right at that point, I was not doing anything meaningful with my life, i.e. skipping class, being stoned on a park bench, you know? <laughs> um, yeah, right. it, it definitely... <laughs> It was it was an experience. I mean, almost four years, just under four years, um, taught me a lot. Uh, highs, lows. Um, I guess it kind of shaped me somewhat into the man I am today. Um, but I mean, I got out five, six years ago. You know, almost almost six years ago now. So it's you know I've done a lot of growing since then. Um, but still, you know, the, the mentality, the mindset, the, it's a, it's kind of hard to shake, yeah. you know, throughout the years. Um, but I mean, as we're here, you know, trying to master oneself, um, there's still obstacles that have been ingrained into me that trying to overcome. Um, but I don't actually attribute all of that to the military though. Sure. It goes back further than that, but a lot of stuff in the military and the way that it's run, how you speak to each other, the compassion that, or lack of compassion. Um, it still, still weighs on me quite a bit um, and affects my everyday life. Even my mother says, you know, 
you need a little bit more compassion in your life. Mm. I think we all do. Yeah. I think we all do. Well, I think we talked earlier before we started about just uh, your service and then coming out of the military, you coming from a very, you know, uh, strict, disciplined, you know, kind of like thing. And then you come into like freedom. Yeah. How, how was that? How is that? How is it translated to your daily, daily life now? Um, people would think that that is ingrained into you and that's how you, how I'm going to be all the time, you know, waking up early and this and that. And honestly, it got to a point while I was in the military that it almost grew to a resentment. So when I got out and I had free reign to do whatever and sleep in and do whatever, I took full advantage of that. Um, As you, should. you know, the lack of... <laughs> responsibility because it didn't matter as much as the military like there is no calling sick in the army <laughs> there is no you know calling out for something there is no you're there and if you're not there your team leaders are coming to knock on your door if you're sleeping they'll wake you up you know it's not so having like the freedom to where it's not that serious I guess it it stunted me a few times, a little bit of, you know, I should get up and hit the gym and be about my stuff, but I've been worn out, you know, um, and then the lo long term stuff. But um, the freedom I enjoy, but it's like my mother always said, you know, you get so much rope and it's what are you going to do with the rope? Yeah. Are you either going to do something productive and tie a knot? Or are you going to tie a noose and hang yourself? Sheesh. They say you give you enough room to hang yourself. Yes, exactly. So I succeeded so well because my mother was very disciplined, very, and I was always in sports. Mm. So going into the military, I was just like that. And then once I get a lot more rope, it's an everyday thing of what am I going to do with this rope now? You were talking about earlier um, having something to fight for because you guys were fighting alongside of one another. Uh, and then you get out and then it's like, so what am I fighting for? Yeah. What, what do I have? It's, it's like a lack of purpose. Mm. You know, we, um, it wasn't even, I know everybody says, you know, you're fighting for your country and you're doing something great. And all the veterans will all say this. It doesn't really boil down to I'm fighting for my country. I'm patriotic. It's I'm fighting for the guy to my left and my right mm. for my brothers and sisters that are out there, you know, so that is the purpose is staying alive getting through the day and making sure everybody around you is safe uh, and then i was infantry so i didn't really have an actual job you know i wasn't doing paperwork doing hr stuff uh the behind the scenes stuff that is very important in the military but i wasn't like that i'm not a desk job um i wasn't a mechanic on the trucks so i don't have any you know mechanic Hard skills and and other skills that uh, are relatable to outside of the military you know all that they all that we do is we we train you know we, we work out we train we shoot um but you know coming out of that it's like now what do i do i have no relatable skills to the outside work i joined the military when i was 18 so i didn't go to college so i don't have a degree i don't have and that's what employers are like working or looking for yeah um so without all of that and like a purpose hey i have a degree i'm gonna go towards what my degree is or a i have this set of skills i'm gonna look for a job 
towards that set of skills. It's like, I didn't have that. So it's like, what the fuck am I going to do now? Um, it has that feel to, to be, to question, uh, going from you were important. Infantry is is an important role, uh, to come to something that you actually are kind of like missing, or you kind of, there's a gray area about what, what your future looks like. How does that feel? Um, it's weird. Like it's weird. Cause my whole life I've had something from sports to even on my downtime, you know, I'm remodeling the house with my mom or there was no sitting at home playing video games. It was mowing the lawn. It was doing something. So when it's like now it's transitioning to this and it just feels weird. It's like, I don't have somebody telling me that I need to be somewhere and get up and go and do. And, um, and then like the lack of, even for myself of what am I going to do? I mean, you know, I bounced around from job to job and job to job and, now I'm in the service industry and it's cool because I like people, but am I going to be a server for the rest of my life or what, what more is there? And I just don't think that I've figured that out yet. And that's okay. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You got, you got time, but you know, we were talking about a greater issue of finding one's purpose or even deeper than that, like feeling worthy of what, having a purpose or having life or having freedom or having what, when you think about worthiness, what comes up for you being worthy? Um, well, it, it kind of goes back to the lack of relatable skills to the professional world. So it's like, you put me up against, yeah, cool. I'm a veteran, all this stuff, but what else is there? I mean, there's millions of veterans out there. What else? This guy has more skills because he did something else or he has a college degree or he's done other stuff that's relatable. Um, so it's like, I have people that present opportunities that I feel for myself. I have no idea, you know, I have nothing that I've even, even thought about it maybe, or even that I should be even given that opportunity. Like, what have I done that really deserves you going out of your way and giving me an opportunity on something that I may not be even your best choice? And you don't feel like fighting for the country is qualifies you for <clears throat> opportunities. It's, I don't know. It's like stand in line. There's a million other people that have fought for the country. It's what else do you bring to the table? What else do you have to offer? Um, and then I guess that's where the self-worth comes in where I'm not, you know, I mean, I went to, you know, private Catholic high school with, you know, dad's club and, you know, dudes that are stock traders and fucking lawyers and all this shit now and it's like what am i i'm a server at a restaurant whoop-de-doo so it's like i literally this is funny i haven't even told you this morning i got hit up for my 10-year reunion and it's like do i even want to go and pull up to the dick measuring contest Mm -hmm. like it's it's and then feel worse about myself because i haven't succeeded in the way that my peers have maybe in a monetary way or even just a a way of life i mean some people there they got wives and kids and happy families and other people they're millionaires by now and who am i i'm joe schmo shingle single dude that's just living life you know so that's where the (laughs) self-worth i guess kind of comes in it's interesting you say that because i think a lot of people in those situations that culture has deemed 
perfect or ideal or normal or standard would look at your life and say, wow, I would rather be doing that. Uh, living vicariously through your freedom and being single and being able to travel and, and wait tables and make lots of money, cash money. And I don't know. It's just, it's a matter of perspective. Yeah. You know, it's almost like uh, you think the grass is green on the other side until you get there. And it's like, nah, I would have preferred to be single and chilling and not have to do all of that. Yeah. Uh, I think the big thing that kind of gets to me is people will come into work and stuff and I'll be serving them. And then they'll be like, DJ, like, what else do you do? Because yeah. I know that this can't be your only thing like you, what what are you doing with your life and it's like that's it for now what do i gotta yeah what i mean i touch on the stuff that i have done i mean i've sold 75 houses in arizona but that was four years ago yeah you know like it's currently what am i doing and that and that's where it kind of hits me more of like i can't even respond normally to that type of question mm. of I know, okay, this is cool, you're a server, you're making your money, I get that, la da 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 but what else? Like, you, you, knowing you or people, they see me and they're like, you should be doing something else. Shut up. That's what I would say. Or you're destined, you're greater for something else. Mm. Like, you're wasting your time. That hurts, it hurts to hear that. It hurts to hear that. Yeah. Because that, that's rooted in, you know, this judgment and, you know, I feel like, I'm in the right place at the right time. You're in the right place at the right time. You know, that you're you're doing exactly what you're called to do in this moment. And you have a lot more flexibility than other people to be able to get up. And if somebody did give you an opportunity, you could actually get up and go where other people would have lots of considerations and lots of things that they, you know, have to can have to think about before they make a move. Yeah. I just think it's a very valuable, very, you know, promising space that you're in. Um we were talking about like social media, because I love what we're talking about, like you see me and you think I should be doing something else. Mm -hmm. I see myself and, and then I say, I need to be doing something else. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm saying the same exact thing. But what what is it though? That's where I'm lost. But what, everybody's so saying, why? Why do you feel like you need to be doing, doing anything else? I mean, because why waste time? Time is so valuable. And if I'm sitting on my ass, you know, doing nothing, when I could be doing something else, being productive with my time, and bettering myself, master of self, you know, but I'm sitting watching YouTube videos off in the corner or watching a random TV show that is not bettering myself. I'm not mastering myself. I'm not taking the actual steps that are necessary that I know I should be doing. So I guess that even reflects more on the self-worth of I'm not doing what needs to be done to master myself. So why are still people giving me opportunities? But well, my mom always says favor is not fair and favor would probably be defined loosely as getting something that you don't deserve. And that's when people say, oh, I'm blessed and highly favored. It's because, yeah, I should probably be given my life. I should be dead. I should have been in several accidents. I should. There's all these things that should have happened to me, but it didn't. Mm -hmm. My dad would say, well, God saw fit to let me live through all of that because there is a greater purpose. So. I don't know. Favor is not fair. I'm here for a reason. I don't know necessarily everything that I want to do. I see visions of what I want to do and I'm pursuing those things. Uh, but I'm also open to possibilities. I could turn around and do something very different tomorrow if I was presented an opportunity. But is it you go into the God aspect? I'm more of the Buddhist aspect of is it karma, though? 
and dharma of doing your, your, your duty of just being a good person. And then am I receiving that karma in these other opportunities, even though I may not feel like I'm good, but I try every day to put out good karma, whether it be anything, you know? So maybe that's just the karma looping back around. Maybe it's not, but still, do I feel like I deserve all of it? I don't know. You know, I'm still up in the air of that um, because I'm not happy with my own dedication to life. That piece. That's a very extraordinary piece. And we, we would have that down to worthiness. Yeah. Are you worthy of the life that you even want or the life that you feel like you can have or something more than what you currently have? And that's like, I mean, we've gone into some of the other stuff that's flying over the last couple of months to my direction. And I'm like, this shit is scary because I one, I've never been around some of these opportunities and some of this stuff. But it's also another it's like. Am I ready for that or do I even deserve that? So it's like. You know, I guess for my own thinking is if, if people saw behind closed doors would I still be worthy of these, you know, things that are coming at me and, and this high praise and everything. If people really knew me the way that I know myself, would they see me in the same light? And what if it didn't matter? What if favor is favor? What if opportunity is opportunity? And what if it's, you're presented with those things? Would you take it? Would you run with it? Would you go to the wheels fall off? Would you push it to the limit? Or would you always be doubting? Should if I live in doubt, uh, that's one thing like I'm I, I always try to pride myself on. Let's just do yeah. let's go. Let's do let's not be afraid of it. Um, but that's like everyday life shit, you know, every day, you know, I'm, you know, let's go skydiving. Let's go, you know, extreme sports stuff. I'm all there, you know, because that, I guess, directly affects my own physical health. But other things that are like big lifetime things, I, I, I feel you like I shake. I'm, I'm nervous on it, you know. Most people are. Of just even going down that path of what it could lead to. Of what things could lead to, you know. And it's like, do I, knowing myself, do I feel like I could succeed in those things that it leads to? And then that's where it scares me. Or am I just going to fall off? Or am I going to give in to other things? Or am I going to mentally not be there? And then now I've shit on an opportunity that was handed to me. And I've made myself even look worse on top of it. So back to being worthy of it in the first place, what would have you be settled in? I am worthy for anything that comes to me. What does that look like for you? Uh, I don't know. That's going to take a lot, uh, uh, some rewiring of the mind and of actual taking the things that I've done and thinking of it in a different aspect. Um, because as you're always telling me, you know, being a soldier and this and that is, is in being a veteran is 
But for me, it was just four years of my life that I honestly wish I could have back. I'm living in pain every single day. I got back problems. I got, so it's like, yeah, you don't see it. I don't see see it in the same way as somebody, a civilian or something like that. I don't, because also I didn't deploy to the Middle East. I didn't go fight side by side with the brothers over there. You know, I did my personal security and deployed to Thailand, but that was it, you know? So I didn't go fight. I didn't go bleed. I didn't. So there's those guys like VFW guys, veterans of foreign wars. That sets them in a whole nother class versus me down here. You know, I I trained for my country. But did I fight for my country? Not really. I mean, I think this is a really great conversation about being worthy and and validation of worthiness and all the asterisks and all the things that that's almost like being generous and tipping it's like everybody has their own philosophy on what will validate the worthiness so you you know what i'm hearing is you know if you were to go into combat overseas somewhere in some war-torn country you know i'm saying you would have a couple different stripes or you may have a little bit more validity to your contribution to the you know uh, because you talk to any most civilians and stuff oh you were in the army Oh, did you, did you go fight? Like, were you in Afghanistan or like, no? Oh, so what'd you do? Well, I, I, I trained, I did a bunch of stuff and I did personal security and I deployed to Thailand, Thailand. I'm like what, what what's That's happening? That's safe as hell. That's safe as hell. <laughs> but people didn't know that the year that I went to Thailand, 573 bombs went off and ISIS has a stronghold in Southern Thailand. Thailand special forces that I went to jungle school with out there, they deploy from Northern Thailand to Southern Thailand. But have you told yourself that? Did you act like you ain't seen nothing, didn't do nothing, but did you, did you talk about, you know? I don't know. I, I, we were talking about social media and people are watching, you know, their favorite characters, mm-hmm. their favorite, favorite people and, and uh, looking at how they live their lives and what's normal for them and adopting it as what is normal for, for them. And I feel like that's dangerous. Oh, yeah, it's detrimental to your own. That's that also is like valuing other people's opinions too much. And so how many likes do I have? How many followers do I have? You know, as I know, I don't have any social media. I got off that train like six years ago, five years ago or so, just because it came down to a boil down to why am I wasting time in my life looking at your life? Well, I would also say, you know, if you use social media as, as a business perspective, from a business perspective, what value are you creating for those who are watching? Yeah. You know, uh, and I guess I was looking at my social media recently and I was like, well, I don't really have anything sad on there. I have a lot of sad days. I have a lot of days that I don't feel good and I don't necessarily. You don't need to broadcast that. Or maybe, you know, it's uh, it's it's the same. Can I put the same effort into creating a moment where it's beautiful and you know, nice and exciting or happy, can I spend the same amount of time showing other sides of me where I'm distracted or I'm um, hurt or I'm frustrated and what that looks like. Um, I think it's valuable for people to see. And I think a part of my worthiness is contribution. Because, you know, I don't think I'm where I want to be. I know I'm not where I want to be. So sometimes I'll go dark because I'm not yet there. Yeah. And then someone will say, well, look at all the stuff you did. And I'm like, yeah, this is, that's in the past. 
I'm currently not where I want to be. So, I don't know. I mean, I, I look up to you as everything that you've done and everything that you are currently working towards as well, though, because you are taking those steps. And that's kind of the differences that I see, like, of the self-worth. You are doing what needs to be done to achieve those things that you want to do. Not wasting time. Because time is valuable and you, shit, you barely sleep, bro. So it's like, you are doing what needs to be done as to oppose. So I feel you are worthy of everything that comes to you because you're earning it. And that's why I was, I was always taught you earn all the opportunities that are given to you. So when one comes from like left field, where I don't know where it's coming from, or I haven't earned it, that's where I guess the self-worth comes in. Yeah. Um, where I just see a lot of asterisks. What's coming up for me when I hear you is like there's asterisks because it takes uh, for you to be worthy. There's asterisks on what qualifies as worthy. And I feel like that will hold you back because it's, the asterisks are always changing. And so you receiving something just because you don't see it or you don't know where it came from doesn't mean that it was not in line with your service or who you affected or who you karmatic or karmically, you know, uh, appreciated. You know what I'm saying? You don't see it. That doesn't mean it's not real or it's not valid or you're not worthy to receive. And people do that all the time. You know, people that don't like to take compliments or they shy away from praise. And it's like, yo, let people bless you. Don't block people's blessings. You know what I'm saying? We always fight to pay the bills and stuff like that, man. Allow people to treat you. Allow people to, you know, do whatever they feel like they want to do in praise and support and in love for you. You know, let people do that. Don't resist. Allow. And that's how I even am able to be here in this moment because I was on a spirit. I'm on a spiritual journey. And these books that I was reading, was like, yo, you're going to get leads. Follow the lead. But in my life, the certain leads would lead me places that I didn't want to go. So I would resist. But on this journey, I'm more cognizant of leads that I get and I'm more willing and I'm open to following the leads. And that's how I'm sitting right here in this space with y'all. Um, are you analyzing those leads or are you blindly following? I am more in this season and to get to this space, I was more open to just blindly going. Okay. Because I what I learned was is that if I follow, I will be supported and I will the effort that I'm putting into trusting and, and this going, I will be rewarded for that. That's almost like when we're talking about being generous again. I I'm generous on all the every occasion because I know that I'll be refilled. Mm -hmm. I'm those who don't want to give, they're coming from a desperate, lack, scarce kind of place. Almost like we were talking about uh you're serving some folks and they were kind of having to move money and stuff like that to, to just pay the bill. So thereby they didn't consider the tip. They mm -hmm. didn't consider the gratuity. They were just really just trying to just pay the bill. Right. So then thereby for me, I want to give because I live in abundance. I might not be rich, but I live my life abundantly. So everywhere I go, I'm blessing. I'm giving, I'm giving more. I'm doing whatever because I'm going to get it back. I don't know when, I don't know how, but I'm not going to live my life, you know, in a depressed kind of state. I have depressed moments, but I do my best to snap out of that as soon as possible. It doesn't feel it doesn't feel right <laughs> for me to, to 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 dwell in that. And you see people. Mm, I'm gonna say something. When you are living 
in abundance, it's very clear when people are not. Very much so. And <clears throat> the mm, the worthiness of it, the a lot of it comes from self-worth. You don't feel like you deserve prosperity and wealth and rich and happiness because of mistakes that you've made or uh, things that have happened to you, things that you've done that you regret. Uh, I believe those are all lies. I feel like those are things that the atmosphere are putting out there for you to choose. And the more awareness that you attain, the more opportunities you'll be able to choose differently. Okay. See, I feel that 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 almost goes back to the karma. You know, you're putting it out in abundance, knowing that on the backside, it's going to come right back to you. Do you do that because is that the only reason why you do it of in abundance because you're going to get it back in the long run? Or I guess I'm going to reword this. I think that it's the right thing to do. I may get it back or I may not get it back, but it's almost like it's the right thing to do because this is the image that I want to be for myself. But if, you know, I have two images of what I put out for the world and then how I really feel inside. Hmm. And the we've gone into the depressed talks and this and that and there's what is inside that i don't let anybody else see uh, i we've talked a lot on it because we're so close but other people like i don't trust people with my inner feelings of stuff but i'm still going to my dharma my duty is to put a damn smile on get out there and do what's right tip abundantly be generous hold the door because it's the right thing to do that's how my mama taught me, you know? So, Hey, mama. <laughs> hey, ma. <laughs> hey, how are you? No. Hey, how are you? Um, but, I mean, I really do feel like that is the right thing to do. Am I expecting it in return? No. Because of the way that the dice and has rolled before and how the cards have played out in my life? Have I really expected all of that in return? No, but will I take it if it comes? Sure. You know, I just think it's still the right thing to do. Do I feel like I'm worthy of it? That's another question. Worthy of Of the abundance and everything mm -hmm. in return. Mm -hmm. Even though I give it out, I may not be expecting it in return. Do I even feel worthy of it in return is another question because I'm putting that out as a character. You're not really seeing the inner me. I'm just doing that because it's right. So on your journey, let me just enter. On your journey, what would it look like for those two spaces to get closer to being the same? You know, who you present as and who you feel you really are. And I'm not just not just to you. I do the same thing. We all do that. Everybody wears masks, mask of humor when you're in pain, mask of anger when you're actually hurt. We just wear masks. Mm -hmm. That's just what it is. But I wonder in our journeys how how we really feel about something and then how we present are the same. What do you think? Um, one, I mean, finding that self-worth, 
Um, I don't know how that goes about it. Um, the rewiring of the mind on, um, but one also the peace of mind type thing. Uh, if I'm not happy with the situation I'm in, the the life that the way it's going, I'm not going to be happy, but I'm still going to put off that happy front. But if I could really get everything in line to where I am actually content with the situation I'm in, the the monetary status that I'm in, the and get my stress levels down i think stress is a huge huge part of life and if you're so focused on stress you're still going to go through life putting out the way that you need to but in the back of my mind it's like that constant nagging. hey nagging nagging you know and if i can calm that calm just the inner feeling of not being worthy um and actually having a something, a purpose, really. I think that is the huge, you know, having something that drives me. Something that, hey, this is what I'm working towards, or this is the goal. Do you have any ideas of things that bring you joy and that you could see yourself doing in the long term? Um... I mean, of course, real estate and stuff and sales. I love talking to people. I do the sales. Whoop-de-doo. That's just another. There is no. You're just <laughs> selling something. You know, it, it, there isn't. That's not. If if the, it's what is your why? It's why you're doing something. If you're selling the house to bring a family together and that is your why, then that is purposeful. If you're just selling the house to sell the house and make some money, whoop-de-doo. You, you know can what find I mean? that though. You can find the why inside of what you like. If you can find something that brings you joy and something that brings you gratification, whether it's making money. But it's like, sales. why does it bring you joy? Okay. We can go there. You can go there. But I think you got to find joy first and then recognize that this brings me joy. <laughs> yeah. And then chase those things. You know, go down those those spaces as opposed to the spaces that you know, that we find ourselves in often, which are the places that bring you stress. Now, I was told if it, if it brings you stress, do it less. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, I, I want to move away from those things and then find something that brings me joy and then do that more. Um, yeah. So if sales, you like sales, man, that's powerful. Everything sells. Well, what I was taught sales can be translated to enrollment because sales can be... I started in sales many, many years ago. My first job, one of my first jobs was a telemarketer. And then I went into the, the gym industry as a membership consultant where it was, you know, really, I could just be trying to get money or I can say, hmm, the gym is like a playground for adults. And let me tell you all the adventures that you can have in this playground. And, you know, think about how your body will look and how you will feel after you have played in this playground for six months. And so at some point, my mentor had helped me to shift my conversation from just trying to get money, which is really empty, almost like, you know, buying a car from a used salesperson that, that it may feel icky when you get the sale, as opposed to now you're a champion for that person. So I'm not just selling you. I've enrolled you into a new possibility. I have painted a picture 
for you and you taking it and it's like ooh. but does that give you satisfaction or is that a made-up thing that you're giving them satisfaction by making it feel like they're enrolling into something to better themselves but does that truly give you inner satisfaction feeling like you are helping that person's life and that's the question that you have to ask yourself yeah I think that for me, the sales, that's where I like, I'm, I, I'm, I like to talk. I love the atmosphere of sales. I love the, the challenge, the, you know, finding the dominant buying motive and all this stuff of why are they buying? But I think for me personally is I like doing stuff that'll make other people happy. Cause I mean, whether it's, you know, you need something, I do it, or you, you need, something that I go out of my way and I like set up something, a, a cool event or, you know, something for yourself or a party, you know, I would like to do something that will bring joy to somebody else. Cause literally that's, that's kind of where I found my, where I find my joy is making other people smile, whether it be at work, servicing, cracking jokes, doing this, whatever whether it be doing something difficult, you know, hey, I need this, this, and this, and this done, and at the end, it's going to make their life a, a lot easier, or at the end, they can really be like, hey, you really helped out a lot. I'm, I'm, I appreciate what you've done. Um, that's, that's kind of more my aspect. If, if I can do something that really makes somebody feel, you know, appreciated or appreciative, um, that's more the aspect that I would really kind of see myself doing. Well, I see you saying many of the same things. I think if sales is something that you are good at and you have education on, you can do it really well and, and find mastery in it. Uh, I feel like your why can be developed into what you just said, you know, that you want to do things that are going to make people feel great and be appreciated. And I feel like when you're selling someone something that like a house or like a car or something that they're going to be using and they're going to really be spending time with, I feel like you can align those things. I feel like they're not that far apart that you can actually, you know, find, find that. Um, and you should give yourself grace. Uh, because I find that you uh, beat yourself up a lot. And I feel like you know, you being a soldier, you know, maybe you're coming from a perspective where there's a lot of pressure. There's a lot of like, you know, stuff that you have to do. And then now it's like you're trying to take your superiors, you know, mentality. And now you're trying to put it on yourself in that same way. And it doesn't really serve you out in this type of environment. You know what I'm saying? Where you, you're not. This is your life. You got to do things that, that bring you joy. You can you can be accountable. You can hold yourself accountable and get other people to hold you accountable. But you got to give yourself grace. You know what I'm saying? You got you got stuff that you that you know. You're an expert in certain areas. You're good at things. You should use those things and then flip it and find 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 joy. And then you'll find your passion. Then you'll find your why. Then you'll find your purpose. Then you'll find all of that. But you have to move in the direction of joy. And the first thing is to get away from things that bring you stress. Period. Jobs are going to stress you out. Got it. But there's a way that you can interact with stress that won't have you cooped up somewhere pissed. Because I'm, a, you know, I don't call myself an empath, but I, you know, I take on, I can, I can feel it very, very easily. You know, people who are 
whatever they're going through, I can like feel it. And so my, there's an opportunity for me to either speak to it or I can just rock with it or I can shift the atmosphere. And so more times than not, I'll shift the atmosphere. Mm -hmm. Not just, and you would say, well, why are you doing that? Is it because you is because you, this is like, well, what is it serving us? Yeah. For someone to be pissed and angry and depressed and sitting in, in the middle, bring everybody else's yeah. mood down too. Yeah. So why don't I? You know, what I'm saying it's it's not it's not personal. It's like let me just. And and like I feel like I sh- should never burden somebody else with my own shit. You know what I'm saying? Like if I'm gonna be around or whatever, I'm not gonna sit there all sulking. And I you may feel it, but I will try to do my best to you know brush it off and act like nothing's wrong. I don't know if that's going to serve you, DJ, but you know what I'm saying? It, this, this is a great conversation in worthiness because if you don't feel like you're, whoever's listening, if you don't feel like you're worthy enough to share what you're going through with the anticipation, anticipation, not expectation, but the anticipation that there will be something brought into the, uh, the equation that can actually shift, that it can break, that something can happen. Like, dang, what are we living for? You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. dang. What kind of friend group do we have that we can't, you know what I'm saying? It's like, yo, this is what's happening. Like, can you just listen to me talk real fast? I don't need you to do nothing. I just need you to let me get off my chest and then let's kind of like figure it out from there. Yeah. You know, that's kind of what, that's where I want to be. And that's what I want to generate. <laughs> I want to create all spaces that people think that, oh, well, I can tell that cat, you know, he might not be able to do anything, but he going to listen. And he can, you know, maybe give me some counsel if, if that's what I asked for. But yeah. this is, this was funny on the Uber ride over here. I was telling you about the guy. I was like, you know, I always got the homies. The homies will be there. You know, they'll always. And he's like, the homies will know where the bodies are. And you can always cry on their shoulder. <laughs> like, it's one of those, you know, if you don't surround yourself with people that you're willing to and be comfortable with crying on their shoulder or opening up to. It's it's not healthy, as you were saying, you know, I mean, you can't just keep everything to yourself. You got to have that support. And which I feel like for years, I haven't had that support. Mm. Now, you know, I got some good friends around now. I got a good support group, a good, you know, work group that we work with. Like, I mean, it's a, it's more comfortable to be able and willing to share and be myself and not always be stoic and not always be putting this mask on, you know? So it's like, you get more comfortable with people that are willing and that are going through the same thing. It's just like the military. Everybody has their struggles. We struggled together in the military. That's why these are my, my boys for life. Like we blood, sweat, tears, everything together. But then now I'm out in the, uh, the rest of the world and I do realize other people are going through stuff just like me too. I'm not the only one, you know, and there is support out there. Um, if I'm open and willing to receive that support. And that's, that's, I think the biggest thing is just as you were talking, you're overly giving, you got to be willing to receive as well. And I think that is one of my biggest problems. Opportunities. Opportunities. (laughs) Well, I'll say as we kind of bring it to a close, I mean, I think, um, man, we talked about so many things, talked about purpose. We talked about, um, willingness to receive, um, worthiness self-worth everything man worthiness and self-worth man a lot of people do not believe that they're worthy of love worthy of life worthy of happiness and 
And what was mentioned earlier, uh, what she was saying is how other people view you as worthy. Wow. And the opinions that other people give of, and that's what most people base themselves as. You know, it, that other person sees me worthy, so I am worthy. That other person doesn't see me worthy for that, whether it be in job, really anything like that, you know. And that's where we were talking about it, it can't boil down to other people's view of your worth. You got to view yourself and how worthy you are as yourself. Worthiness is the bare minimum. Mm hmm. I, I don't want to think that that's going to be like the, the hill to climb. Worthiness is the bake the ba the base level. <laughs> you are worthy. <laughs> you are worthy of your life. Your life matters. You matter. <laughs> There's something on the planet that needs to be done that only you can do. <laughs> and so, if you have a second thought, a third thought about your worthiness, get clear in this moment. Affirm affirm yourself every morning in the mirror. I am worthy. <laughs> And tell yourself all the things that you're worthy of. I'm worthy of love. I'm worthy of power. I'm worthy of respect. I'm worthy of whatever that is for you. I am worthy. That's important, bro. That's yeah. bare bones. I am worthy. Because once you feel worthy, once you know that you are that you are worth something, then you're not going to be in a bad relationship. You're not going to be in a situation where you don't feel respected. You're not going to go in, into atmospheres that you don't feel you know, uh, comfortable. Because your, your worth supersedes all those environments and so it kind of hurts me a little bit when i hear people don't feel like they're worthy i'm like yo what i gotta do i feel like i want to shake i'm like yo what do i what do i gotta do i need to write you a song do i need to do a, a flash mob on the street with a bunch of groups to you know just a broadway musical uh, you know just sing for you and say yo you know you're 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 the realest you're the realest out there you know what i mean and some people just need to hear it from a different perspective but it doesn't even matter what i say if you don't feel like that. Yeah, if you don't believe it yourself, yeah. People can talk and talk and talk and build you up and build you up, but if you aren't willing and ready to actually believe that, it's not gonna matter at all, you know? And man, what Katya said about how other people determine your worthiness, that's like a knife in the heart. Yeah. Because you think about the world- I never really thought of it like that. Like that was, you think about what culture deems as beautiful, what culture deems as, you know, LA girls, right? <laughs> you can go, you can, we could, yeah, we'll just, that. sorry. <laughs> sorry about I don't that know one, what that means. You know, is it cultural? Any, yeah. What oh everybody's working towards here and this, what the view of beauty, like, yeah, got it. So they're caught up on maybe the Kardashian example yeah, or exactly. the, you know, the, if you don't look like the Kardashians, then you ain't yeah. really beautiful. Yeah. You know, tough. like, come on. That's tough. That's tough. And that's where a lot of self-worth comes in with females and stuff like that. I'm not worthy. I'm not beautiful enough. Like, girl, you are fine as hell. Just stay the way you are. Like, come on. But those are the same people who may want to go have work done or, you know, mm -hmm. try to enhance and things like that because they don't they don't see it for themselves. Same thing with like black men, you know, there's just like this this masculine energy that, that if you're not that, then you're not, you know, worthy of what should come for you. And mm -hmm. I feel like that's very dangerous to put these perspectives on people. You don't know their situations. You don't know what's going on. You know, I don't like ever being put in a box. I, I say that to my friends, don't put me in a box. You want this, yeah. you want that. I'm like, well, actually, I don't want you to put me in a box. If I don't call I mean, I don't want to eat meat. 
but I might want to have some oysters, okay? So don't call me a pescatarian. I am a plant-based person if I have to be put somewhere, and I eat oysters sometimes. You don't like no labels. Okay, I don't want no labels. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I eat whatever that. I want to eat, and I'm trying to eat fresh and eat healthy and, and work out and, and be the best version and of And who the hell are you to tell me otherwise? Exactly. <laughs> Why can't they eat whatever I want to eat? You over there deep frying. You ain't my mama. <laughs> And then I like it when people always talk about, oh, well, you know, those veggie burgers, you know, they have a lot of sodium. I'm like, yeah, but that fried chicken that you ate, you know what I'm saying, when it was pumped with steroids, you ain't talking about that. But you, when I'm ready to eat an uh, Impossible Burger, you want to tell me all the ingredients. But then you ain't say nothing about that raggedy, dirty bird you ate yesterday. <laughs> dirty bird. <laughs> so I'm just like, damn, now you concerned? Oh, you concerned? Oh. Anyway, sorry, I just blanked out for a second. <laughs> yeah, we just went on it. <laughs> I am worthy to have whatever I want to eat. Okay? You do you, boo-boo. And you, <laughs> and you was worthy to eat whatever dirty bird you want to eat. Yeah. I'm not judging you in your dirty bird. <clears throat> anyway, DJ Maribel, thank you for being Thank here. you so much, sir. My Appreciate you. I'm thank you, you for having me. Last word. What you got to say to the people from your perspective, master of self, what's your you know final, final say? Um... I mean, really, every day is just an opportunity to get better. Trying to master yourself every day, but also taking the steps that are needed to do it. If you sit stagnant, you're only waiting for those thoughts to creep back into your mind, to take control. Right now, I'm on a journey of taking control of my life, doing what needs to be done. So now the steps are the next thing, taking the steps, doing the things, and also being willing to receive support. Everyone that is feeling like, you know, I got this on my own. I'm big dog. I'm, you know, I'm the big homie. I got this. No, no, it ain't worth it. Right. When it comes down to it. Like if you are hurting, man, seek help. I got, I got too many people that I know that are in similar boats and have taken different choices and have not, um, you know, every day is a blessing. Every day is an opportunity just one day at a time one day at a time is always how i'm trying to live i appreciate the blessings that you bestow i appreciate you having me here this has been a new experience for me um but yeah it's been uh enlightening and i, I feel grateful man i appreciate it thank you bro thank you uh this is a uh, master of self mos um you're worthy appreciate you for watching and uh, see you next time